<laughs> Just kidding. Welcome home, everybody. This is the Residency Podcast. I'm Jeff Tomastic with Drew Belcher and Lil Raven. Hello. Uh, we are here in Las Vegas bringing you our takes on the biggest stories in entertainment, business, hospitality, and pop culture. Getting into it, episode 30. Let's go. How's everybody feeling? You good? It's nice, man. It's cool. Yeah? Yeah. It's a, it's a, there's a lot of extra energy in this room today. A lot of extra energy in the room today, too. Yeah. We were bumping that shit heavy, too, before you walked yeah. in. Yeah, yeah not going to lie. We were. Not going to yeah. lie. Rack those streams up, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, numbers, 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 numbers. Uh, so electronic music has absolutely taken over American pop culture over the past several years. And we have one of the biggest superstar DJs in the world with us today. Good friend who also happens to be a Las Vegas resident. Hey! Allow in the building. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. Proud to be a Vegas local with yeah. a bunch of other Vegas locals in quarantine Absolutely. land. Let's go. In quarantine land. This yeah, is quarantine it. Quarantine land. This is it. Yeah. Used to be tourist land. Now it's just quarantine land. For sure. This is it. Just much, locals, much different. Locals doing nothing. Or risky, or risky tourists that just like are looking to engage in the Vegas culture. People don't give a shit, dude. No. Hey, the People strip's wilding out right now, too. Still. It's, still. One, still. it's one thing we found out. The the care factor it's is It's literally the wild, wild west. Well. It's literally the wild, wild west. As time goes on, care factor is like reversing <laughs> yeah. like that. No, 100%. That's what we oh, have, yeah. too. Every every day that someone doesn't get sick, they're like, what? We're good, bro. Vegas. We're good. Let's go to Vegas. Trump survived, so I will <laughs> yeah. too. Bro, I'm good. I'm good. $100 room rates. Get me to Vegas. Let's wild the fuck out. And they are. That's I literally wonder how many people saw this the, the, the Trump escapade and said to themselves, ah, I'm going to be good now. We're good. That guy's 100%. Good. He's 74. Bro, yeah. like, and overweight. Fine. He's good. Eats McDonald's every day. <laughs> Well, they, they classified him as like actually obese oh, really? or whatever. Based on his For sure. Class, he yeah. looks overweight even even in his with a suit on. <laughs> Could you imagine without a suit on? <laughs> oh when he wears the white, white golf polo, terrible, tucked in. You can really know. I'm sure Trump is actually at risk of every factor of someone who's actually at risk of COVID making it worse. For sure has all of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, most likely. <laughs> For sure has yeah. all of them. <laughs> completely, completely non-politically, though. Can we just talk about the fly yeah, it's oh, great. Oh, oh, oh at, during the, the and, 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 and how fast and how fast Biden on his website got the fly swatter up there. <laughs> so fast. It was within minutes that $10 for a fly swatter. <laughs> brilliant. Like, yeah. absolutely brilliant. It's completely po- politics aside, like, that was hilarious. Oh, the best. Yeah. No one Crushed said anything about anything about the debate except for the fly. No the questions debate. were answered at all, completely run around, but the fly. I, the fly. I went fly. on Twitter right after, right? I went on Twitter and I was trying to just find, like, oh, this person did this. No, it was fly, 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 fly. There's even a Mike Pence fly Twitter. There's a Mike Pence fly Instagram account. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. There's bro, it's already TikTok. got like 50,000 followers. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Fly talk. Yeah, bro. I was like, no, come you on. Guys remember, you guys remember the, what was it? The world record egg? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. How, how fast that popped and came down. Blew this up. is the same shit. Yeah. The Mike the Pence fly shit. is going to be the, the next world record egg. I mean. Highly I mean, possible. Now there's fly talk, so, you know. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> I can't, you know what they say? Like, you cannot make one mistake. You, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. don't worry. Not, not even your fault. If something happens, that's it for you. That's your thing. You're a meme. It's over. Yeah, you think you may have done great during the debate. Debate may have, may or not have, but you let a fly land on you. Oh, at least fucked. this debate. What was interesting is like compared to the other debate, people were at least like giving each other a little bit more time yeah, to yeah. speak. For sure, it was a little bit more constructive. Yeah. yeah. And then the fly. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, fucking yeah. fly came out of nowhere. Ruins it. She wanted to drop a bomb on all you guys. Do you think Kamal Harris even noticed? And then she got off stage and her chief, oh, she, and her chief oh. of staff was like, you're not going to believe this. But he had a fly on his face the whole time. <laughs> the internet's going crazy. You, you won. You, you won. You default won. <laughs> what were their team? Like, what do you think Pence's team was thinking when they were watching that on their like monitor <laughs> behind <laughs> the stage? They were wait. like. What do you even do? That's actually, I would hate can. to be I, there. I guess actually debates are like one of the first time because normally if you're an anchor or anything else on TV, you have something in your ear, right? Someone's talking to you a year about something. Yeah, but not on debate. Yeah, not on debate, yeah. so you can't reference information. So that's like the only time really where you have a fly on your face and no one can tell you. Like, yo, you got you got a, you got a fucking like, fly on your face. Let's be real. We've all had flies that yeah. we don't feel and then we feel them. Yeah, yeah. The problem is this one didn't move. Yeah, Bro, it, it stayed good. right there, it's right true. on his head. Right, like, like an accessory. You think it was one of those mini drones? Like it was like a complete like movie style, you know? It's like one of those conspiracy like, theories. It's already out. Oh, theory. that's already been said. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah. sure. I don't want to verify, deep, but deep it's verified. State. Yeah, deep state, state yeah. drone the fly. Heavy, heavy. They drone the fly. Send the fly in. Well, I wonder what's going to happen next week. That's all I know. I wonder what's going to happen next week. Here we go. <laughs> Quest of November, guys. Um, so, by the way, really quick, Justin, uh, your connection to Vegas. Obviously, since this is this is our city. This is like, you know, we're really trying to push Las Vegas out here as much as possible, too. When did you move here? Like, what's your connection with the city? 13 years old. So long-timer. Six, I've been oh, wow. here for 16 years. 
I went to college sometime in between, dropped out to be a DJ. Separate story. Um, but I'm, I've been a Vegas native. I would consider myself from Vegas. I'm originally from New York, but I really grew up here. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And never wanted to leave too? Like even with the scene in Vegas? And I you, love it, man. I live yeah. by the mountains. I live like remotely. And then you have the beauty of the city 15 minutes away. You get the best of both worlds. I like it. Never do wanted you, to leave. Do you think you'll ever leave? I think, I mean, I might have a beach house somewhere. Yeah, yeah. There you Looking go. at Antigua right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, but this will be home base. This will be home base. Yeah, I love Vegas too. Time. I've been here forever as well. So, it's, Especially when it became like full-time work zone for you too, especially with, with the, the club style stuff too. It's, it makes life way easier. Yeah, and I mean, uh, as crazy as things are right now, the clubs probably will start opening up mid next year or they'll, they'll start testing things, seeing if people will even come. I mean, that's a big question, but... I know that the younger side of the U.S. population is fed up already. And so once the rapid tests start happening, like if you can get tested at the door, you have to wait five minutes, people will go. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, but we're, we're still not there yet, but that'll happen soon. And, you know, we're anticipating it'll be till summer of next year till I really start getting back on the road. But this has honestly been a pretty nice break for somebody who's been traveling the world for the past 10 years. Nonstop. It's wow. kind of nice to take a it's break. True. This is the first break in my, since I was 19. That's Man, crazy. That's fucking wild. Yeah, because so no one would ever take a break like that too unless you're completely and utterly forced. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, no shows, like, yeah. no tour. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really like refuse money that's on the table for me to go play. I wouldn't refuse fans who want to see me play. You know, it's what I love to do. But a forced break is kind of nice. I mean, before this quarantine, I hadn't been in one place for more than three weeks for 10 years. So three weeks was the most amount of time I stayed in one spot. And was that here back, like back home for a decade? Oh, wow. Yeah. Not, not even necessarily home. Like yeah. sometimes it'll be in Asia or wherever I yeah, am. Yeah. Gotcha. So like this is definitely the longest period of time I've had in one place in like my memorable, the most memorable part of my life. Yeah, adulthood. Wow. Yeah. You miss it or you kind of like this part, this side too? Some people are saying they don't I want really like. End. I really like this side. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's, it, it, I like like super super chill or super fast go hard. The in between, yeah. I'm not a fan of. But yeah. like, I really enjoy pure relaxation time and then also like going hard time. So this has been a nice balance. And yeah. when things go back to normal, I'll be ready to go hard again. Yeah, love sure. it. I love yeah. it. I love yeah. it. I hit me that point too, where the first little while was okay, and now I'm a li- I'm getting a little you itchy. get restless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm restless. getting a little itchy for. Some craziness. Just just a little bit. Or some traveling. Have I haven't you, been anywhere. Have you guys picked up any unique hobbies in quarantine? Yeah, this podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. The, the no, podcast? I, the, the dad life? Yeah, yeah, being dad a dad. Life, yeah, my, yeah, my biggest hobby. It's a hobby. Honestly. That's a yeah. hobby. It's a hobby. Yeah, yeah it's not get a passion. Pe- it's get a hobby. Get on. <laughs> get a little pissed on, you know. Yeah, I decided to join and get someone pregnant, too. So that's been my hobby as well, too. Yeah, so. yeah Jeff was fucking. I yeah. was changing diapers. Yeah, you yeah know? exactly. Two diaper champions over here. 100%. Reigning diaper champion, Prepping. future challenger, Prepping, yeah, practicing. Yeah. All right. A lot of YouTube videos. No, it's good. Yeah, did you do a lot of stuff for COVID too? You get, you know, you some self improvement. Self improvement. I, I guess. I mean, to be honest, I've been like working a lot. That's good. Yeah, on that's good. other like random. So I started. There's this whole world of digital art. Um, we could talk about that for hours. We don't have to talk about that the whole time. But imagine a painting, right? And an artist spends hours and hours of effort into putting their message into a canvas and then someone buys that physical canvas. There's really not much different with a graphic designer and a musician putting hours and hours of time into an animation. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now imagine somebody can buy that animation that has custom audio and custom visuals and display it on a Samsung frame digital TV on loop in their house. It's literally a piece of art that they own. The difference is one is physical and there's only one of them, right? The digital one, anyone can look at it online. So why would you pay for that? Well, people are paying for it now. That's crazy. People are paying to be the owners of a piece of digital art. And it's been an incredible opportunity for me as someone who hasn't been touring. I've been working with my graphic designer. We've spent hours and hours of time making these pieces, these little digital art pieces. Um, They're really complex and they're really awesome. All the audio is custom, unreleased audio that I built. And they're selling like hotcakes. We did sixty-five grand in sales in the past thirty days. That's wild! Oh wow! So, it's only so not struggling, not struggling. So distributed no. to one person, so that one person can get it, or anybody can buy so it. So depending on the art, so we've we've released. Um, I'll give you kind of the full, the kind of quick explanation. We've released seven pieces so far. Okay. Three with one platform, four with another platform, like a marketplace yep. for the yeah, art. Yeah. Yep. One of these platforms is called Block Party. The other is called Nifty Gateway. Um, the first three that we sold. There are different numbers of editions. So the more rare, the more expensive. There was a one-of-one edition that sold for 12 grand. Um, There were three-of-three editions, so like three editions of something that sold for two grand each, and then five editions of one that sold for one grand each. So the total of that ended up 23 grand in total sales. That was our first drop. Our last drop we did actually two days ago 
and it sold out in 14 seconds. It's crazy. Wow. So we launched 40 pieces of art that um, an addition of 20, an addition of 15, and an addition of five. Yeah. All of that totaled 21 grand in sales in 14 seconds. That's how wow. fast it lasted. And then we had an auction that was a 24-hour auction, and that was the one-of-one one edition, and that ended up selling for 21 as well. So That's crazy. 23 plus 42, 65. Wow. In the past thirty days, and we've barely even started. How so long are so they? It's really like how long is the the clips loop? range from fifteen to 30, 36 seconds? Oh, okay. just Got loop it. them. And it just loops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fire. And they, some yeah. of them loop. Some of them loop. The, the issue is that there's not really a good looping video software that's available to consumers yet. Yeah. So, like in our editing software, it's easy for us to make the clips loop perfectly, and we're like, "Oh, this works." Then we realize when like other people own it, the online players don't. There's like a delay when it goes back to the beginning, so it kind of it looks bad. <laughs> sure. So we're actually building software that perfectly loops clips for consumers, and you know, you could display it on your wall. It actually, yeah, looks, it actually insane. looks sick. And you have a, it's basically all done on the blockchain, right? So, yeah. so you pay for this and your record of ownership is recorded on the blockchain. So even though someone else might be able to display it in their house, you have the actual physical ownership sure. of wow. the file. So we're living in 2020, guys. Justin is in 2035. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. 100%. <laughs> that got me. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I've been spending a lot of my time on. So I, like that's even right. in the car ride here, I was talking to my art director. I mean, we're working on this stuff every day. Some of the clips are, I mean, it's really cool stuff. It's really, awesome. really fun stuff. So where can the people get them too? When's the next drop? Um, so our alias, so I created a separate alias for our project because his alias is Slime Sunday, my alias is Blau. So we made our kind of collaborative alias SSX Blau. Okay. Um, so Slime Sunday times Blau, literally. Yeah. Okay. Very. Right. SSX that makes tricky. sense. Yeah. SSX <laughs> tricky inspired. Not really. <laughs> um, no, but um, you can just go to SSX3LAU.art and all the pieces are there. And uh we we literally just started this thing and it's crazy how many people are. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's insane, it. right? That's the it. market decides and obviously it's fucking taking and off. What's sure. even crazier is so like the people that bought our pieces, they're already selling for four times as much in the market. Stop. Oh my wow. god, you're gonna create a whole resale culture just like shoes and shit. Yeah. Hey, it's very oh my god. Hey, hey, you can see yeah, my app. Go. You can see my app, Artex. Uh, you know <laughs> Artex. Yeah, <laughs> Artex. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the re the resale value. Yeah, this is great too. I'm getting on that shoe game, just just the art game, digital art game. Yeah, no, seriously. And and a lot of people that are in the shoe game are like starting to gravitate towards this digital art game because like Imagine Cause does a digital art piece, yeah. right? Um, have you guys heard of Wisby? The guy who does no. the figure, the bear figure. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I've yeah. seen so them. He yeah, did a sure. the prison bear, right? With the yep. gummy bear or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah the yeah. gummy bear. Yeah, so yeah. he did a digital art drop, and it like also sold out really quickly. And it's a new, it's a new trend. It's only really existed in the past. It's existed for two years, but it's only started trending in a big way in the past four months. Got it. So the okay. highest digital art piece so far, record sale, was one piece for hundred grand. And that was wow. Cause Wisby. That was not Wisby. That was another oh, kind of so relatively nice. unknown crypto artist. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Um, and then yesterday there was a Christie's auction of a physical art piece um, that interacted with a digital art piece, and that sold for 131 grand. So technically that's the highest, but that yeah. had a physical component as well. Yo, new markets out there. Like, it's seriously, wild. Every I love day. it. I love that. So it grew so like cool. in the past two years, 2 million in sales from March to now. Yeah. Um, like 200 million in sales. That's that crazy. is insane. So it's a new, new trend. I think COVID probably. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah everyone's just kicking it. Yeah, it makes every, sure. everybody yeah. Wanted, Literally, everybody wanted to like upgrade their house, upgrade their art pieces, everything during COVID, right? Like that you were sitting in your house all day, you wanted your space to come better. That's why the, uh, what's that? The the website that all the people were buying uh, furniture on, but then they thought it was like um, human trafficking. Oh, right. Oh, uh, yeah. Wayfair, 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 Wayfair. They exploded because everybody yeah. wanted yeah. Like furniture. Do stuff. Right. Yeah. Little kids? Or, yeah. Or little kids. Or little yeah. kids. Yeah. Or little kids. If, if you think about it, though, it, like the, the concept's not that different from a lot of other things that we've already experienced. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It just feels weird. So the example I like to give is um, gaming. Yep. Right? In Fortnite, how much are people spending on avatars? <laughs> yeah. All the time. Think about it. It's a part of their identity, right? Yeah, yeah so for sure. when you own a piece of digital art, it, it, it's like an avatar is just a digital thing that doesn't really matter in the grand spectrum of life, but someone still pays for it. Yeah. Those are the, um, the, the skins, right? The skins. The skins. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that's like one example of something that, you know, people like show off their That's like the best avatar. reference that- I'm yeah. seeing some hologram art coming soon in the next couple, 20 years or something. Oh yeah, too, so yeah. we're doing some projection mapping stuff. <laughs> See, there it is, 2035, we are, dude. We're all in, because we're seeing people really get, get excited about this. The other kind of like earliest form of digital scarcity, this concept of digital scarcity, is the verification check mark on Instagram. Sure, yeah, sure. It's a digitally sure. scarce asset that people perceive to be valuable. 100%, right? absolutely. This is not new, it's just manifesting itself in a new way. And people are like, it's hard to understand, but then once you actually start collecting, like I started my digital collection, it's so much fun. It really is. Sure. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of cool, like you get something out of owning it, right? Like 
look at Mona Lisa is a great example I give people. It's one of the most widely replicated pieces of art on earth. Yeah. People know the Mona Lisa more than any other art piece ever in yeah. existence. How many versions have you seen of it? So many. When you nice. look at it on the computer, yeah. you, you just get a different, and I haven't seen the Mona Lisa in person, but like you probably get a different feeling when you're standing in front of the real. Thing, sure. Absolutely. 100%. Right? So someone who owns like one of our pieces probably feels differently about it knowing that they supported the artist that they bought it. Yeah. yeah. And they have the one. Yeah. And they have yeah. the one. And pretty much anyone who's bought one of our pieces so far, I'll follow them on Twitter and create a personal connection with them because they supported us. Yeah, right. 100%. So it's, it's way great. beyond the art itself. I think it's yeah. going to be really interesting to see other, other big figures get involved. That's rad. Step up your digital art games. Yeah, Step it on, up. Dude. Step <laughs> yeah. it up guys. This regular art's got to go. Banana, hey. banana whiskey art. Where, where is yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. See, that's I've liquid art. Digital art, liquid yeah. art. Yeah, yeah, all, these lists, all these listeners are going to be like, yo, these guys eat some fucking mushrooms? Yes. Yeah. 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 What, what are they, they talking about, dude? <laughs> <laughs> fucking, I love it. Real deal. Uh, before you were a digital art maven over here, uh, music. I mean, let's really start, go back to the beginning real quick, too, because obviously this isn't a music podcast. We want our listeners to really get a little background on you, too. How did you really get started in the music industry, and when did you really realize that this, like, holy shit moment... I'm going to do this full time. I know you, I read a story too that you were going to be in, could have gone into finance and you just kicked that to the curb. Said, hey, I'll be Still DJ. I'm involved in the financial world in other ways. But yeah, I, I, uh, I, when I was younger, my goal was to work, work in business, take a traditional route. And then when I'm 40 years old, say, fuck it, I'm rich enough. I'm going to be able to make music the rest of my life. And ended up going the opposite way. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Um, by accident. Uh, I uploaded some stuff to Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud back when I was 19 and went viral. Some colleges started to, you know, ask for me to perform awesome. while I was still in college. So I'd be flying out on weekends to other schools, playing frat basements, getting paid like 500 bucks, 1,000 bucks. Yeah, that's right. Then all of a sudden those prices kept rising and rising. I, I brought on a big agent who um, had a lot of power, who got me in front of the clubs and festivals, started doing that stuff. And this was kind of right at the birth of EDM in America. It wasn't really that big yet. This sure. is like right around early Avicii days. Okay, oh, yeah. Yeah. When, yeah. Like literally was starting to on the I was on the come up right when levels kind of hit. Oh, oh and wow, wow, wow. so you know there weren't that many American DJs. There were, but not that many that were making their own music. So that kind of that's kind of what separated me from a lot of like the more club hip hop DJs yeah, that yeah. were around. Yeah. Top forty and open for my guys. Exactly. Yeah. So because I was making my own stuff, it like created more of an identity for me and fans and I just started, you know, opening up for Macklemore, for Wiz Khalifa, all these other hip hop guys. They wanted the DJ to open up for the big guys, yeah. but they wanted a name, not just like a regular DJ. So I would tour the colleges, and then all of a sudden, I was I was headlining them like a couple years later, yeah. playing EDC, Ultra, all the big festivals, and came out with a couple songs that did really well on the radio, and here we are 10 years later. Crazy, That's, 10 years. Yeah, seriously, it's a wild story, because you, when you actually dive in head first, what was like the first big, like, real moment you were like okay wow this is yeah there are always like moments along the way right so yeah. i've been doing it for about a decade but the first moment was the usc southern california uh ski and snowboarding team used one of my songs in their like trick video oh okay. so people were doing backflips to my yeah song, yeah and dope, everyone, dope. In the, everyone in the youtube comments like what's this song what's the song they all looked me up and that was like a huge part of Big my push. career a huge moment like i think it had like 15 million views something crazy oh, that's crazy and like just my, the fact that my song was there it was free distribution at the time, Facebook didn't have like an algorithm that stopped distribution. Yeah, yeah. All so the copyright if you liked music, yeah. my page, you'd get everything. At the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see it all. Yeah, yeah. You're really subscribing. <laughs> yeah, you know? for sure. That's what that like button used to be. But yeah, so I would just post it to SoundCloud for free and people would you know, listen to it. Spread it. Spotify wasn't really a thing. Blogs were a big thing. Kind of, We were probably all around close to the same age. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and when we were in college, like that's people, we'd go to the blogs. This yeah. song is sick. I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah, this song mm -hmm. is sick. Yeah. Yeah. All, every, yeah. every little genre had their own blog you go into, and they had that list every day. And, and all cool. the colleges around the country were looking at those blogs, and those blogs were posting my music. So I have them to thank for building my career. And then as, you, as we all got older, as our generation got older, they had enough money to pay for the clubs, and so I was playing the clubs, and I kind of just grew yeah. with our generation. Um, there were a couple of moments along the way. I had a big hit in 2014 called How You Love Me. That was on the radio. That was number one. That was like a, a big booster. I came out with an album in 2018 that was also number one for a little while. And so just like things that, you know, along the way, I've been around for a while. It's kind of hard to maintain a career for a long time in music. You know, for usually sure. people have one hit and they come down. But yeah, along the way, I've just tried to make, you know, to push the music forward, push the boundaries of creativity and the fans love it. And I'm just going to keep doing it until they get bored. Yeah, of course. Hopefully they never do. Fuck. Did That's you get so that sick. same feeling that like, because I know I remember being in college too, right? 
being flown around, going to another school, getting five hundred or thousand bucks when you're in college. Like that was a gigantic I never deal. Five hundred thousand bucks in one night. That's that's a big number. Okay, but, uh, a couple hundred bucks or whatever it was. Like that yeah, was like yeah. huge when you're in college, right? Did you was like that feeling as amazing as like the feeling when you really actually hit like your first real big show, those first real big checks? Yeah, I mean the, the checks were were kind of the proof that it, it's what I should be doing. Yeah, right. Like money was never the goal, but it was the proof that I should be dedicating my life to it. The best moment I had was EDC 2017, um, headlining like one of the bigger stages. And this year, of course, that COVID happened, I was supposed to like headline main stage 9 p.m. on Friday, which is like one of the best slots. Yeah, one of the best slots. <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, you know, I'll do it next year, but um, not happening. 2021, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 2021. But no, I mean, like there have been some really cool moments. Like I'm, I'm good buddies with Gronk, so Gronk came out on stage with me at Ultra. Sick. That, that was fun. That's that fucking dope. Yeah. Crazy. That was a huge moment. It was really, really fun. He loves party, obviously. Obviously, <laughs> obviously. Um, yeah, and just getting to work with really cool people like remixing Ariana Grande and Katy Perry and Rihanna and um, it's incredible. you know, being, you know, well, actually I can't can't say, but I'm like relatively involved with um, some internal music awards things. So, yeah. Oh shit. It's okay. cool. It's Almost like, let it's, it slip fun. right there. Almost yeah. some secret yeah, knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 like it's fun, you know. It's it's uh it's nice to be respected and like the, the goal that I had when I started making music was to create an emotional impact in someone else and to be respected for my craft, not to be a one hit wonder. That was never the goal. I don't want yeah. to be that guy. Yeah, for sure. I want people to listen to my music for years into the future, not just like for five days. Sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. On the next TikTok. Yep. You know, hit. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah, no, so it's been, it's been great and I love being here in Vegas. It's, it's obviously a capital for entertainment. For sure. Yeah. Um, I've gotten the privilege to another big moment. Life is Beautiful 2018. I did yeah. a collab, collab with uh, the Blue Man Group. Huge, like, inspiration. Yeah, yeah. yeah for up. sure. So All of us like, growing up, yeah. That was awesome. Um, did the, Worked with them on stage. Did a whole performance with them. And, you know, when things go back to normal, hopefully I'll, I'll have some other cool collabs yeah. to plan. Maybe with some digital art components, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the whole thing. He's going to build the stage and then perform on it, the whole entire thing. <laughs> I would love to perform in an art installation on stage. Somehow, like, do some crazy mirror laser shit. That'd be wild. Let's go. I mean, so what, 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 so do, you, what do you like vision. the most? So I have this vision, okay? Hear me out. I want to create a laser vortex Ooh. around the DJ booth and put the DJ booth in, like, a, let's call it a, a rectangular room with the front open. Mm -hmm. So there are walls that are all mirrored inside. You've got the lights on the stage around, so you still kind of have, like, the big lasers and all the other stuff around the DJ booth. But condensed in the DJ booth, it's just this laser matrix that moves around on the song. So it's like a two, it's like a, it's like a, I don't want to call it four dimensional, but it's like a, you know, when you watch a performance, the DJ and all the other shit around it are like the two elements, right? You've yeah. got the LED screens and the lasers and the lights, but the DJ is just kind of there. I want to separate myself from all the craziness. And that way there's this like push and pull of lighting. So like I could be blacked out. The yeah. lights are going and then I could be lit up and everything else gets blacked out. And so it creates this like extra dimension of the performance. Yeah. So I'm really experimenting with that. It's very expensive to do this stuff. <laughs> yeah. That sounds but fucking out of the yeah, world. Yeah, seriously. Literally. Yeah. So I'm like in the DJ booth and all the walls are mirrored. So when a laser hits, it's like literally bouncing around within this like frame. Box, yeah. And then on the drop, the fucking big lights come on. <laughs> yeah. Like, so yeah, yeah. So we're working dude, on, I pictured it. That was this, dude. Yeah. He got it. Honestly, <laughs> like you just put yourself into it. Like, it feels so long because I've been at something that could ever even be yeah, like that. I know, I know. I know. You want to see, see some photos? Shut yeah. up. Do you like have like, yeah, absolutely. So I can't like, remember what it's like to be at like <laughs> no. Omnia with the thing not going crazy. Like, yeah. the, the spaceship dropping down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they, did a, good. they did an incredible job. Great job on that. So this is like the first concept that we like. This is um, just a proof of concept that we did in L.A., but basically, we put myself in this like prism vortex. Oh wow! So it's literally like a force field. It looks like I'm DJing in a force field. Oh come on! Yeah. So this is like out here. It looks like he's being abducted by by like aliens. UFOs. Yeah, for sure. Like if you guys you guys can't see this, but it looks like he's being yeah, abducted yeah, yeah. by a UFO. Exactly. It's fucking so, wild. Like, we we kind of created this, you know, with with mirrors and stuff. Oh, that's we wild. Created like yeah, this it's crazy. Really unique environment that's not like typical. But I think DJ. that's actually kind of where entertainment is heading, right, too. Like, nightclubs in Vegas will show you that, too, over the past five years, right? You know, the music need the other elements around the music. Oh, yeah. You, like, make the entire experience, and it has to continue to grow, right? Like, things have happened right now, too, were insane when they did, and now it's like, okay, cool, what's next? And how can, I, how can I make this music even better, the, the experience? My, my, what I tell everyone is, like, why do people pay for a ticket? Number one, they pay to hang out with their friends to have a good time in the moment, but they're also paying for a memory. Sure. Yeah, for so sure. So we want to give them the best memory they can possibly have if they're willing to pay 40 bucks. Yeah. Whatever they're willing to pay. Sure. We want them to walk away saying, holy 
fuck. That was a life-changing moment. Yeah. And I want those people to remember those moments, a time like this, where everyone's like stuck, yeah. not able to do stuff. People party all the time, but when they come party with me, I want it to be the fucking best party. Love that. Gone <laughs> and that's, that's my goal. We, that's may, we may have to right? find out firsthand. Dude, yeah, we're, we're going. We're fucking going. Once yeah, the world opens up, we're coming. I mean, so what do you like more? Do you like sitting in the studio or your room or wherever and having that connection and creating that, that masterpiece or that piece of music? Or do you like performing that song more for the live crowd? Because you're, you're known so, to be a crazy live performer. I, I hope so. Thank you. Um, so <laughs> fu- funny enough, like after 800 shows in my life, the live show, everything around the live show, I hate. So getting on the airplane half hungover in the morning is the worst thing ever. Going from like New York to, or Vegas to New York, New York, Tokyo, Tokyo to Korea, Korea to Hawaii to San Francisco in like six days. Like that sucks. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Right. But I tell people that I don't get paid to DJ. I get paid to travel and put my body through hell so that I could DJ, which yeah, is the fun part. That's sure. the job. So the performance is the fun part. But I actually, you know, you know, I would say I actually do enjoy making music more than performing it. Um, but there's like this push pull relationship with that as well. So like if I've played a song a lot of times, every time I play it, I'm like already bored of it. Cause sure. I've played it like 700 times. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. But if it's something that I've worked on, that's new, the excitement that I get to test it out, there's nothing like it. Yes. Right. That builds so up. So there right? are moments yeah. in the set, like where I'm about to play a new song and I get fucking stoked. Right. Yeah, but if yeah, I'm playing yeah. stuff that I've already heard, you know, many, many times that the fans still need to hear. Right. Cause they, they want to hear my songs. Yeah. But that's not as like exciting. It's still fucking exciting. Don't get me wrong. But I'm most excited when I've tested something in the studio and now I get to play it for the first time. And you live. and then sure. you get that reaction. Sure. You're getting their energy off yeah. of it. Yeah. So like exactly. So like perfect example. 2018 Life is Beautiful Blue Man Group. So I did a collab with Ninja. Um, yeah. He like did yeah, the vocal gamer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on one of my songs. Yeah, it's, called, right. it's game called Game yeah, Time. We saw, yeah. The first time I played that song was at Life is Beautiful with Blue Man Group when we like were slingshotting fucking t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, and those sick. are the moments that like can't be replaced. Right. Yeah, I love that, man. So it's always so, like three minutes or three to six minutes of the hour that I'm like fucking stoked. Yeah. The rest That's of the like hour, the like, pinnacle I've done of the a show. lot of times. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I was I was getting that vibe too. I, I I mean, obviously you're known for your live performances, but ab- having this conversation, I feel like you, you're putting so much into that craft and, yeah, the artist and creating that piece of music for someone to have that emotional connection to. Yeah. And sometimes I think you bloom it's like, the best. what's interesting, like I played in Miami. I don't remember what it was. I played at Live the end of last year. There was this video that showed up in an EDM Facebook group, and it was a video of me standing there, like just not like I looked really bored. Sure, and I was like mad at myself, like why was I? I was changing songs, like I was just like it was in the middle of the night. When I play a festival, I kind of know what I'm going to do in advance because we've got like all this crazy shit planned. Yeah, but in a club, I'm winging it, right? Sometimes I'll even download music from the internet while I'm playing. Lit, let's I do, go. I do it yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think I was, I'm like someone must have caught me while I was like downloading something or. I was just like kind of standing there and it looked really fucking boring. And I got so much heat, like Blau's not into it. I'm like, guys, you literally just caught me at the wrong moment. <laughs> I must have been, like, I looked at my, I agree. I look really fucking bored here. <laughs> yeah. This clip looks horrible. It dude. looks really yeah. bad, admittedly. But yeah. like, I must have been doing something. And people were like, okay. But you know, I, I like that the reputation is that I throw a crazy show. Because when I do perform and even in my streams, there's a certain point, like when I've been doing these streams at home, I'm not playing to a crowd. It's kind of hard to get into it. No, yeah. for sure. But after five minutes and I'm bumping the music, I just like forget that there's no crowd. I try to train myself because if someone's watching a stream, like they better be interested. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Sure. I'm not going to be like, streaming yeah, and be like, I feel in, <laughs> in, in their bed, in their bedroom. Just yeah. like, I feel like people who are watching the streams are like even more diehard because you're taking out a lot of the elements of the live show. Like you said, being with friends, drinking, all these other things too. If someone's really streaming it, they're serious fans. Like they're yeah, there. And we've had like, you know, 2000 people show up, which is not like a lot for a live stream, but unfortunately, like we don't really do too many because I feel like it's, it's not the same experience. Like I'm not watching my favorite DJ stream. Never. Yeah, it's yeah. just not sure. interesting yeah. to me. So the digital art was kind of a way to do something a little bit more special and different, but every, everyone's like every artist or entertainer is looking for new things to do in this time. Yeah. yeah Experimenting, you know, cause now's the time to experiment. Everyone's yep. stuck. Did you ever think that electronic music would get this big in the U S like, did you ever really think yes. it would take over to this? I bet, I, oh, bet my, I bet my life on it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no yeah, shit, yeah, right? You, you know, like nice. I, I felt that being in college, like when I was doing these frat parties, it was the first time people were like raving in their basements here, younger, uh, our generation. Like raves had existed in, in, in the U.S. for a while. Yeah. But it was the first time raves were getting mainstream. Like they were always viewed as like these drug dens, like 40-year-olds. <laughs> sure. Like that's not what it is at all, but that's how like the public perceived it. And then yeah. all of a sudden it flipped. And raves were everything. Now it's kind of flipped back to hip hop, but 
music world goes through cycles. Of for course. Sure. Yeah, for um, sure. And people still love raving. So. Yep. No, wild. seriously. Like, yeah. It's a while. I mean, I, I know that, like, the evolution, especially, like, from us being in Vegas, and I used to be in nightlife, and, you know, so we're all involved, not, or we used to be involved in oh, hospitality. Where, where, were you, where do you guys work? I used to work at Hoxon Group a long time oh. ago. Yeah, yeah. Was I, was I a resident when you yeah, were there? Yeah, you were. Oh, for sure. sure. Nice. Yeah, still, still one of my favorite residencies. What's your favorite nightclub in Vegas? Yeah, you don't have to say a, a it's contractual. Ha- it's Hakasan. Hakasan? Oh wow! Yeah. Not Omnia. Um, reason only. There's only one reason why I like Hakasan more than Omnia. Um, the having your friends in the DJ booth at Hakasan behind you. Oh, is because the DJ booth in Omnia, you can't have your friends right there. Yeah, but yeah. Hakasan, they're one right night. behind you. So like, it's cool to be able to play, play and interact with friends, sure. and people and having them right there, it feels more like a traditional club, whereas Omnia feels more like a stage. Sure. Which is still yeah. yeah. The, D- the DJ booth at Omnia is massive. It's unbelievable. But yeah. remember, the tables are seated below. Yeah. Below, yeah. So when I'm DJing a festival, it's nice to have a stage. But when I'm in a club, I, I actually really do like engaging with friends and people around me. It makes yeah, me feel like I'm sure. a part of it instead yeah. of instead of pitching it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, that's but, half the fun of it too. Bringing the bringing your people with you to yeah, have bring your homies, bringing yeah. randoms up from the yeah. crowd. Yeah. Like that's. Do you have do you have a crazy story? Have, have anyone tried to do something crazy to get in on the stage or in the booth ever? Any oh, show? There's always something. <laughs> there's always something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the craziest go, show dude. I've ever seen, aside from like the stereotypical like flashing tits yeah. and whatever. Like the craziest thing I've seen outside of that was someone crowd surfing in a wheelchair. That, no, stop. They dude, that happened. Picked a kid up in a wheelchair. At Spring Nightclub Awakening Chicago at a festival in 2013 or 14. It was like, it was a moment that like, I was on stage. I literally froze. <laughs> Help him. Be careful. Like, Help. Don't drop him, dude. And he had an American flag in his hand too. Oh, oh come man. on, dude. Special. Respect. Dude, could you imagine that the people bringing that wheelchair through the, the crowd surf, like getting a fucking finger stuck in like one of the wheels? Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, right. Just, come on, man. Seriously, probably, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. There have been ma- da- there's been damage that's happened that much. Imagine the confidence, though. You're just having a good time. And we are just going, oh, no, I got it. You're just like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's put them up. Let's yeah, put them up. We got this. He's like, well, he's like. Light work. No problem. <laughs> Easy. Uh, yeah, there, obviously, at Nightlife, too, we had seen everything, too, right? People had to have done everything and everything oh, yeah. on, on God's green earth to try to get to the DJ Underage, movie. girls trying to get in the club. Everything, man. All of it. So do you like festivals or clubs better when you, as it comes to performing? I mean, they're no, two t- I, totally. I get that question different. a lot. It's it's really, you know, every it depends on my mood and the day. <laughs> yeah. I'm very particular. 16-hour no, flight. It's, 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 um, it, it really depends. Like, there, there are certain clubs that are, that are special experiences. Like, playing in Miami is a really special experience because the crowd is actually not as, so the crowd is not as, like, hands-up crazy in Miami. It's such a part of the culture there. They actually, like, more so enjoy themselves than they do rage. Sure. Yeah, for yeah. the most part. Like, they'll, they'll go a little bit. But a and lot Miami's of time in Miami, the, the first time I played in Miami, I looked out in the crowd and people, like, weren't, like, going nuts. And I, I felt kind of weird about it. Then I realized over time after playing Miami over and over again and working with Dave Grumman and their, all their clubs. And, you know, I played all their clubs many times and they were amazing. Um, I played two hours in Miami. The only other place I played two hours is Vegas. Mm-hmm. The difference is in Vegas, it's mostly touristy. And like only half the club are fans. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Even less. Whereas in Miami, most of them who come are fans. Yeah. They're, they're just like you. there to party with each other. And the music happens to be an accessory. And yeah. once you get used to that, it's actually really enjoyable to play there because I kind of get to fuck around more. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like experiment more. Whereas yeah. when it's my show and the crowd like is paying hundred percent attention to everything I do, I have to play like only my stuff. I have a lot of songs to get through. So like an hour and a half is not that much time. To, to play all my stuff. I want to play other people's new stuff. Yeah. Right. And I have all these constraints. Whereas in Miami, if I decide to like play some like tech house for like 15 minutes, like they'll go with it. Yeah. For yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, Just and that's it. why yeah. I love playing Miami, especially Vegas is definitely more pop leaning. Yeah. Still yeah. for sure. Yeah. Still super fun. And um, you, you have to kind of keep that energy throughout the entire set. For sure. Yeah. In Vegas for sure. And then yeah. festivals, like people expect to hear shit they've never heard before. So that's yeah, the where newest, the yeah. newest hottest shit, but like clubs, not really. They want something that's familiar. Yeah, yeah. For the most Absolutely. part. They want to know what's going on. So, like, there are all these different circumstances. And after 800 shows later, I've learned kind of what people prefer in different environments. Absolutely. Like, when I'm in a club in Manila, right, some of them know my music, some of them don't. But I'm going to play, like, American pop hits and mix them in with other stuff because I know that they're going to be familiar with that stuff. Exactly. Sure. Right. Exactly. And I don't necessarily know what they're familiar with. So I'll ask people before I play. I'll ask, like, the promoter. Like, if I'm in the Philippines, I'll be like, yo, what's hot now? I'll download shit last minute. I'll experiment. Yeah. Like that's really fun too. So it's all, and then Europe is like more like strict on tastes. Like they don't love pop all the time. Like they want 
every place yeah. is different. Yeah. And that's been such a privilege of mine, like getting to see people's dif- differing music tastes depending on where you are. Has that travel aspect uh, aspect of this too? I know traveling is exhausting and stuff too, but over being able to see all these places and all over the world, has that been like probably one of the best things of the job? Yeah, yes and no. Yeah. Um, the cool thing is that I've gotten to see a lot of places. The negative is that I never get to see them for long enough. To do yeah. anything there. Got it. So yeah. I, what I've done in later years of my career is I've like made it a point to stay in the places that I love. So like Japan is one of my favorite places in the world. I wrote a song about Japan that did really, you know, probably my biggest song in the past year called Tokyo. Yeah. Um, Just I listening li- to it actually before we got here. Yeah. We yeah, had yeah, yeah. yeah. So I literally yeah. wrote the song about, you know, I wanted to capture the feelings that I had walking around town at night in Tokyo, which is like a totally different experience than anything else I've had ever. It's a very different city. I highly recommend some point in your life go the human beings that live in japan are some of the most respectful individuals i've ever met there's no like entitlement everyone is helpful and polite everything is immaculately clean and their culture is super artistic um so highly recommend taking a trip to japan um but i have gotten to see a lot of really cool places um and i'm really i feel really privileged like i did an island trip in the philippines before my manila show i literally like island hopped for like four or five days. That's rad. It's something that I'd never get to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but then I've also like been stuck in Jakarta for seven days and like Jakarta's not the best place to get stuck. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it's a cultural experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when you walk around Jakarta, you're just like, wow, I've never really known what it means to be in a truly impoverished country. Yeah. yeah. So like you get all of it and it's all great. It's all positive experience, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Just cultural awareness now that you have, that you, like just being able to go to that many places in that short amount of time that you've been there is just a lot, a lot of Americans like um, fantasize Europe. You know, I think like, I don't know about you guys, but um, most of my friends are really excited about going to Greece and going yeah, to no, Italy. Sure, and like, that's yeah. what like, people do. People don't go to Asia because there's more of a language barrier and because it's more unknown. But I would recommend like for anyone, if you want to travel, go to Asia. It's a different world. It's the future. <laughs> it's an unbelievable, magical place. When I'm in Europe, I feel like I'm living in a history book, which is cool. When I'm yeah, in Asia, I have no fucking clue what's going on, and I love it. <laughs> is that your favorite place that you've traveled to? Anywhere in Asia, for the most part, yeah. Got it. Uh, That's Japan, a really good way Philippines. To put it. I mean, China's okay. A little, little dirty at times. Feels, feels a little hazy at times, but Hong Kong is incredible. Yeah. Hong Kong is definitely up there for me compared to mainland. Um, uh, South Korea, oh my God, fucking Seoul is unbelievable. Business capital, beautiful place, immaculately clean. Um, but it's, it's, you know, everything's new there. The, all those economies are really new. So everything feels new. That's, That's right. making me miss traveling a lot. Yeah. I know. Oh, I, know. Oh, I mean, Lowe's been going everywhere, but yeah, it's, I haven't went anywhere. It's, it's been, been a, a, it's been a minute. Been, yeah. I probably won't be overseas for a while. I yeah. Know. What's your guys feeling on travel right now? Like I've been doing it, but yeah. domestically, <laughs> shit, I've been going to Miami a bunch, a New York, um, California, obviously, but I don't know. I think it's, uh, it's very, have you, have you like, do you get tested every time you get home? Yeah, yeah, I have to. Yeah, yeah. Every two for work. Weeks, yeah, every two weeks. I get cool. Every yes. two weeks. And, and all negative for you. All negative. Yeah. Same for me. Like I still haven't had a positive test. I, I'm pretty careful, but like mm-hmm. I feel like if you're careful, you're probably all right. That, that's as long as you're not stupid. Too. As long as you have the hand sanitizer, you yeah. wear the fucking mask, you're, you're fine. Yeah, you know, like I wipe down my seat when I get there. I do all the things. I keep my mask on the whole time. Like I'm following the right procedures, yeah. and I think that's kind of beneficial to everyone. Everyone for yeah, sure. Everyone. Yeah, like, I, th- I think too. Is a lot of things that I would want to do when I went somewhere aren't you can't we can't do yet. You know, so I'm like, okay, cool. If I'm going to do all this extra work with the test, getting your COVID passport and all these things too, it's like, I'm going to wait till I can't be anywhere. Is that a thing, COVID passport? Yeah, to travel, to travel internationally too. Now you have like this, this check mark, this COVID, they're calling it like a COVID passport. So my buddy, uh, my buddy is moving yeah. to, from SF to Taiwan. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, because of what's happening, you know, yeah. he's, he's based yeah. in SF. I'm just going to show you guys uh, a photo of his flight. You're, you're gonna laugh. Oh, is wow. it jam packed yeah. or is it empty? No, no, no. it's empty. But like, <laughs> he, had, he just, had a private seven forty seven. First, like this is this is his outfit. Oh wow! Just head to toe. Full, full gear. Full oh, gear. Stop, dude. Mask. Full on surgical, surgical mask. Gear. Surgical That's coat. how it is, though. And then wait, and then you look at everyone else on the flight, and they are all in the same. Just deck. No, oh my god, dude. Oh my god. So for people see, that can't, you gotta post that. That'll go viral. That is fucking crazy. I'm not gonna lie to you. That mask goggles. That's supposed to make you feel safer. That makes me. That doesn't make me feel safer. Way less safe. That makes me feel freaked the fuck out. If I see like, if I saw a group of. 10 people Go getting on, on like in complete <laughs> or like, getting off. full jumpsuits on my plane. I'm like, okay, hold on, hold on. I'm out, hold dude. I'm out. I'm out. I'm, I'm, out. I'm, I'm fucking out, dude. The, the one thing that's changed though, so in the beginning, right, I, I traveled probably what, a couple months ago, 
there was nobody on the planes, right? Then like a month and a half ago, it was there was always the middle seats open. The last one I just flew, yeah, full plane. Honestly, I oh, think really? I would, yeah, I think man. I would travel right now too if if Melissa wasn't pregnant. Once she got yeah, yeah. pregnant too, we were like, all right, cool, we're not pregnant, we're not we're not traveling. So that was us for now. So I until. My kid is born in March. Ideally, hopefully everything's back, like you said, to normal again. March, April, spring, summer of next year, too. Things will be then, and then we'll start traveling again. But until then, we're just, you know, just like Drew has babies. Like, okay, cool. That's a wrap. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, I didn't go anywhere for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, I, I get yeah. being careful. I mean, my sister just had a baby. I'm a new uncle. Yeah, she's like, you ain't seeing the baby if you're you've been out and about. Yeah, yeah for it. sure. Yeah, we were the same way. Even our parents were like, yo, you you yeah. old fucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you mask up, dude. For coming this house. My parents just came to see me. That was their first flight. The whole thing too. And they were they they came in with some accessories. You yeah, know, what I'm saying? yeah, yeah. Full yeah. Gear. yeah. Parent accessories are great. Yeah, they my were moms are the. I'm like, what are you? That's not even a real thing. The extra fucking. It's weird. It's weird to like hear your like your parents like, oh hey, now what are you doing? Shopping online for masks, flying in a flying in a week. Can't to see you <laughs> like jesus is such a 2020 conversation uh wow. but whatever hopefully we'll get back to the point what uh, a time yeah right what a time uh, i do want to talk about the business side of it too because you really touched a lot about business on this podcast and um you uh, are an independent artist correct and you have been your entire career yeah we'll do some songs with other record labels like okay. individual but most of my stuff i release independently so what is that what is the biggest benefit of that too and like how are you able to market yourself and do yourself is it just creative control it's, essentially i love creative having the creative control the ability to invest in the content that i want to invest in and recoup it myself um and just the freedom of being able to release what i want to when i want to without having someone else tell me no yeah, and that's yeah. why I've stayed independent. Um, it's more—it's more of an uphill battle, but like long term, it's definitely more rewarding. Yeah, awesome. And so you actually have a, a record label that's not for profit. Yeah, so Bloom. so so the label has donated over three hundred and fifty k to charity from profits, which is really really Sweet. exciting. That's crazy. Um, and you know now we're we're taking a little break from that because I have no other you know revenue coming. Right. In. Yeah, but for once, sure. Yeah. Once things pick up, you know we we allocate capital to different charities that I support that my fans support. Sweet. And we want to make it, you know, we want to build the label in such a way that fans feel that as they listen to more music, they actually help raise money. That's well, they incredible. Have That's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. In a for-profit business, yeah, you don't hear that often yeah. by any means. Uh, what, have you, what have you been able to do, you think, more, like one of the, some of the bigger, bigger accomplishments that you've had better by being an independent artist, like so far? Creative Ooh, control, maybe? One. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely having creative control, but I think... It's as simple as like not being on anyone else's time, like being able to control my my time. Okay, I think is really important because a lot of artists will sign a record deal and then they're stuck delivering products to the label for a couple years on a time, yeah. and then until they get out, they're stuck. They sure. can only do what they're told, and that's not why I decided to make music. Yeah. So I could never do that. Well, you said too that you were obviously wanted to go into finance or thought you wanted to go into finance prior to. So do you like being on the business side as, as much as you like being on the creative yeah, side Yeah, it's definitely like left brain, right brain, different yeah. parts of the day Same. I'm doing different things. Mornings I'm doing business and then after like afternoons, night times I'm making music. It's usually like how my days go. Man, I mean, obviously if you're, if you're an independent <laughs> artist, it's a lot. Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's definitely a lot of work. Like I, I definitely don't sleep. I mean, my aura ring says that I sleep on average six hours a night, which is probably not good. Excessive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excessive. terrible, but you know, it's um, it's what has gotten me where I am today, and what I think will continue carrying me through. And I, I love it. I love it. Like if I die young, so be it. I, Killed I did, it. I did something cool, right? That's yeah. my philosophy. So just casually in between all that, too, throw in a digital art piece. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> who, were, who were some of the DJs growing up that you kind of looked up to or wanted to kind of or even just model your career artists, after? Yeah. Or yeah, any other artist. It doesn't artists. have to be EDM. Um, outside of EDM, I'm a big like Radiohead fan, Siguros, like kind of like artsy indie stuff. Sure. It's always okay. my jam. And then in the DJ world, I'm a huge Calvin Harris fan, Avicii fan. Right. Um, Tiesto, who's now a good friend of mine. Um, and you know, growing up listening to that stuff was awesome. But as I started to grow as a DJ, I definitely think I draw inspiration from non-dance music stuff more. Now. Sure. Okay. Um, like I love the 1975, that, that a lot of their sound inspired my last album. I love um, like Flying Lotus on the instrumental hip hop side. That's influenced a lot of the kind of harder stuff that I've done. But I really like experimenting. I, I don't like making the same song over and over again. Yeah. So like we have some of the new stuff that I'm working on. Um, I actually sing, um, but no one knows this. For 10 years, I've never sang on my own record. Oh, um, wow. So this record that I'm singing on is coming out. It's like clubby and it's really fucking weird. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay. And then, you know, I also, what else is cool that's coming? I mean, I literally made a straight techno song, like straight tech. 
Dope. House. Oh, shit. Like really fucking deep. Dark. Yeah, yeah, super deep and, and dark. Like, and I've trained my fans at this point where I started out doing one genre, like progressive house. Now I've released enough stuff all over the place that like they're ready for anything. Yeah, sure. they don't know what's coming next. It took a second, you know, because it's, it's kind of hard for an artist to make different stuff and yeah. still maintain the fans. Yep. Um, but I feel like I've, hopefully the continuity is is the writing style of the music, right? Like everything is musical to some extent. It has a, that it has this musical thread that I think is consistent across everything that I do. And hopefully the fans perceive that. No, for sure. So you talk about a lot of people that you're inspired by. Did you ever have like a starstruck moment coming up when you first met somebody too and you were like, oh shit. That's this person. Yeah, yeah. This person's really dapping me up right now. Like you got oh, some respect man. From, from an oh, idol. Oh man, that's a tough one. I, I like, I don't really idolize other artists. Okay. It's but cool. I think that's hard. That's actually a really hard question. I don't know. I don't know the answer off the top of my head. I know like the first time Tiesto took me up on stage to play a song with him. That was that was sick. It's yeah, a sick moment, yeah, that's right? gotta be yeah. so feeling. I, I still have that photo of us both being into it, like with our hands up. It was really cool. Like that was a special moment. But I don't like I, other. Every artist is another human being, for sure. Sure. Yeah. And like Zed, who's who's a good friend of mine, like um, is one of the nicest regular human beings who has no ego whatsoever. He's just like a really great dude. Yeah. And most DJs, I feel like, are. I, feel, I, I don't know if it's true in, in every genre. But DJs are generally like more behind the scenes artists. We make music in front of our computers and we play it. Our voices aren't like that big of a part yeah. Yeah. of our story. Um, and so I think most DJs that I've met have more reserved egos. And, sure. You know, I, I can't say the same about rappers that I've met. Um, Honestly, working in nightlife for a long time that I did too. Yeah, we, I got to meet pretty much all the DJs that we had at Oxon Group and a couple other brands too. And everyone honestly was super down to earth. Always right. a good time. We're very welcoming. Just happy to be. And like I... Over the years, I really saw that your community, right, the DJ community, the support to each other was crazy. Right, because and the reason why that exists is unique to dance music. It's because we all play each other's stuff. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. And that's true. that creates this like unique bond between everyone, the whole community. The fact that the DJs are are connected as well. Yeah. I think it's a really big part of it. Is that like because it's like a and does it feel for you like that's a cosign from somebody else? Like oh, Tiesto or. Whoever else just played my song too, like, oh, dope. Like, they thought that song was dope enough to play in their set. Our fans love when m multiple DJs they love collaborate. That's right. One of our, I did a back to back set at EDC with Audion, who's a good friend of mine. And like, mm -hmm. we have very similar fans. We both make melodic, kind of emotional music for the most part. And people just go crazy for those collaborative efforts between two artists that they yeah. like. Like, a lot of people, Elenium's been exploding over the past couple of years. Like, I did a remix for him, and like, fans love that. Almost more like fans love the collaborative stuff sometimes even more than the individual stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like definitely. they feel like their tastes are being melded into for sure. That. Yeah, I think that that whole guest spot too. I mean, when there's a feature on a song too, everybody likes that too. And especially like I know when when a DJ would on be on stage too, and like someone else would come they'd up, bring up they, the boy. Yeah, yeah they bring up the boy. Sick. Everyone will go crazy, right? Too. It's like the fandom of it all too, really, and like the fact that there's more up there too, and you guys are collaborating together too. I thought I thought always thought that was probably the coolest part of that, about the community was everyone kind of went to see each other play. Always would go out and check each other out, whether it was a nighttime or daytime. Or oh, yeah. Versa. And we learn like the, the yeah. stuff they're playing. We like, oh, what was that one? I want to play that one. It's like it's a very collaborative effort. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, that yeah. was like, sick. Um, outside of music, by the way, too, I uh, hear that you're a huge sneakerhead. I am. So yeah. so would it would a collab shoe ever be like a huge pinnacle? Of yeah. Success I mean, I would love to do something like that. I think it would be I've tried. It's 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 hard. It's hard to convince the, the yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure to do DJ stuff. I don't know why. Like I've had the conversation; they all want to do stuff with rappers and not as much DJs. Like there haven't been that many DJs that have done collaborative sneakers. Um, that would be that would be epic. That'd, that'd be dope. Epic, yeah. yeah, but we are doing like I I do have I, I don't know I probably can't say too much about it, but I'm doing a drop of like merch that's non sneaker stuff, but with a bunch of other companies that are super reputable in the streetwear space. Okay, so, like, okay. different collabs. That's right. Um, that's dope. Yeah. Yeah. That, that should be that should be pretty cool. But yeah. a sneaker would be sick down the line. Seriously, Absolutely. I'd if, love to. If, if you could do a sneaker collab, there, who would it be? Who would it be with? Oh, that's so hard. It's I hard. Mean, right? Obviously, Nike or Adidas for me. Like, okay, it's, I love both for yeah. different reasons. Um, I'm a big Yeezy guy. I, I mean, but I also, I don't know. My favorite sneaker is actually the 4Ds, the Adidas 4Ds. Oh, really? Okay. I love that 3D printed sole. It's, it's so like, crazy. It's like a cloud when you're walking on it. It's yeah, freaking awesome. So I would love to do like my own 4D. Like Daniel Arsham did one. Yep. I don't know if you guys know. Yeah, I have a pair of those. The 
freaking awesome. I would love to do like a Blau 4D sneaker. Wow, <laughs> you two little sneakerheads over here. Yeah, dude. Let's both go, you guys, both you Adidas. Guys. If you're hey, listening, JR, play Adidas. Yeah, JR, come listen, on, listen, put it bro, to work. Listen, bro. It's his birthday and stuff too, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. My boy Adidas birthday. Oh, yeah, yeah. So JR, if you're listening, come on, man. You're new sector right now. Stop worrying about basketball and baseball so much. They give me a lot of free shit, but yeah. like designing my own sneaker, I'm not big enough for that yet. You know. Okay. <laughs> Slowly but surely, we're working on it. Once the digital art pops off. Well, right. Yeah, because they love collaborating with like artists. Artists, artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel Arsham, you know, is a great example. Exactly. So, like, maybe as the digital art grows, maybe they'll be like, oh. Arsham does these like these like molded art pieces of like relics, right? So, it's like a cassette player, a basketball, or something yeah. like that. It's really sick. It's dope stuff. And it has like crystallized. It's it kind like of apocalyptic art. Yeah, yeah. yeah really. Yeah. And, but it's all white and super clean. It's really dope. I'm with it. It's red. I want. I want some. Yeah. I want it. No, I need it. I need it all, dude. Daniel Arsham shit's expensive. Expensive, man. I yeah, need but it's just cool. If you, if you ever guys go, yeah. to, go to like Kith, all the shoes. Okay, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's all. Oh shit, got it. Okay, I like it. See, a lot of stuff in the pipeline. I feel like it's coming out right now. You know, <laughs> so you could have it. It's a good time for creatives. The brainstorming Absolutely. here is nice. Well, it wasn't for a bit when COVID hit. I think everyone went through like this phase of like dude, non, non-inspiration for sure. Hundred percent. Like I think lately it's starting to turn around. It's coming back, guys. Hundred percent. I like to that there's, I, you know, I, we love, we're trying to showcase as many people who like are living in Las Vegas. Obviously, not a lot of people are coming here who are performers and stuff too. So it's really cool to have you on here too. And it's nice to see that people obviously that are performing in Vegas actually like live here too. I mean, I love the Carnage lives here. Aoki yeah. lives here yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so we got a little DJ community. Nightmare, nightmare. Yeah, here. Nightmare lives oh, yeah. here too. Yeah. So we got a good little community here in Vegas. Borges still lives here too. I think yeah, yeah, too. yeah. Yeah. Well, I see him from time and t- time to time, but like. More and more DJs, I think, are going to move here from LA, given the circuit. Like, a lot of people are moving here now. So, yeah. yeah. I think Vegas is going to grow a lot in the next. It's the closest city to LA, and a lot of people want to get the fuck out of LA. So. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. 100%. For yeah, sure. we're big, big advocates. You know what I'm saying? The, the good people come on down. Every, you know, if, you, if you're a little questionable, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stay, stay in California. Just stay in LA, stay, man. Stay, stay in, in California. LA. Stay in California. Well, look, man, this was incredible, too. We really appreciate you coming on, too. We're going to wrap this up. So, we do a segment called Eat It, Drink It, Binge It, where you recommend someone to eat something, drink something. Or binge something. It could be music. It can be uh, streaming. TV it can be book. I already show. I got, I got the answers. Oh. Damn! Like, oh, he's, I, I like it. it. I, I like it. it. I like it too. I'll start real quick too, so so it can go around too. But you might. So it can be anything. But my actual eat of this week too is a Vegas restaurant too called La Strega. I finally went. Love it's it. fire. It's, it's fire. fire. Yeah. yeah, La Strega. It's Italian. Like it's, it's right like, by my place. It's like a more like modern Italian, right? Yeah. Too. It's not real like home style Italian, yeah. but modern Italian too. Um, we went there and they sent out a bunch of dishes. We got to try everything too. Crazy shrimp dishes there too. Pasta's unbelievable. Uh, La Strega, it's in Summerlin. Super good. Super good. Could not rec- recommend it more. Too fun. It's like light, lighthearted environment. Yeah, super too. dope. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. good. So mine is, I always go to the Earth Cafe to get like my, away from my Palazzo gig and try to nice get Nice $17 smoothie. Yeah, this guy over here did. Right? Okay. But um, I usually always get like something like a little panini. This time I got the beef hash breakfast. Yo, it was low-key fire. They had actual beef shredded eggs it was dope i had to get my little uh sunrise matcha thing do they put espresso in a blended matcha drink i was oh, yeah. wired i'm down for, that. I'm down for I that. was fucking wired i like uh, it but yeah Earth sounds Cafe. fire i like it that's a 65 dollar breakfast right there i'm not gonna lie it was 65 dollars 65 dollar breakfast right there 100 percent. they asked me they looked at me they go uh, do you work for the win i go uh, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, no, you don't. It's that Kylie Jenner went here one time four years ago, tax. You know? Yeah, yeah the, Earth, sure. the Earth Cafe, I think it's on Santa Monica or either Sunset in Hollywood. The yeah, original the, yeah, one. The original yeah. one. Yeah. Super packed. Yeah, that's always, the one. Bro, always, always packed. Yeah, always packed. That's the one. That, that's when Entourage was hot, too. Like, they yeah. went there every episode yeah. of Entourage. Yeah. You're yeah. eating yeah. fucking yeah. Earth yeah. Cafe. Yeah. yeah. Classic. All right, what are you eating, Drew? Uh, so, obviously, people needed to find different ways to bring in income during COVID. And all these restaurateurs are now trying to do online presences and online delivery. Yeah. There's a dumpling delivery company oh, based, based out of Cali. It's called Cali Dumpling Delivery. They just launched nice. in Vegas. Okay. They, I'm ready. You order dumplings. They deliver them to your door frozen. They give you the steamers, the dumplings. Oh, that's awesome. the so they give you the steamers. That's what too. I got, bro. Oh, and, and shit. I, super Will easy to make. Please link me. I got you. I'm a huge dim sum fan. I got you. Uh, the XLBs, little soup dumplings, the pork and shrimp dumplings. They have vegetarian options. They were fired. But and they said you steamers. Yeah. So I'm not a chef. Are they, are they frozen? Or are they are they refrigerated? No, no. So so they're frozen. Okay. But you you steam them frozen. Yeah. You, steam them you don't frozen. let them thaw. Okay. Uh, they, they were fire. And I'm not a chef. Super easy to make. You just put a little fucking sold in the steamer. So boil the uh, the other ones. They're Coming right. with the steamers, that fire. that's the clutch moment yeah, right there rad. too. They're fire. Wow. Cali dumpling delivery. Great business model. Like Shout that. out to Cali yeah. dumpling delivery. I got you. I got you. Love that. Like that. All right, what do you got? Mine is my favorite restaurant in Vegas for seafood. I'm a big sushi guy. Send of Japan, classic. Fire. Send Japan. Fire. I, I, at least once a week. Damn. Pick it up. It's the best. It's my favorite. There you go. Well, I, what's your, what's your thing? Was you yeah, like a, you a roll?
I'll do like two pieces of uni, two pieces of ikra, two pieces of yelltail, two pieces. Like I'll just like do yeah. comp, whatever I'm in the mood for, and that's it. Wow. Easy. Sandwich Man's right. quality, though, too. No, Sandwich Man yeah. yeah. is quality for sure. I haven't been there in a minute, actually. It's I'm like, yeah. a nice little throwback. Yeah. Um, drink it. I, so I actually got this like, gift season's coming up, and I actually used it as a gift a few times. Uh, it's called Vine Box, and it's like. Uh, is it wine? Yeah, it's wine. Bro, every fucking week, this guy's wine, yeah, every bro. Fucking every wine. fucking week. Love, love wine. Don't, it's either wines or $40 salads for this one. Yeah, bro. Earth Cafe. Give me a fucking break over here, too. You, got, you know, bleeding matcha yeah. over here. Uh, no, it's dope. So it's like, um, they're like in like little cylinder, kind of looks like vials, I guess, too. But yeah. they're like, you can try all these different types of wine. So it's like a, essentially one glass in a vial and they come in like cool different containers. And it's like a box set of six of them. So you can try a bunch of different wines. It's kind of for people who don't really drink a whole bottle of wine. They don't yeah. open up a whole bottle. But there's a bunch of different kinds. That's you can cool. get it different ways, too. And uh, so I would send it to, to a lot of people. And they have a bunch of new ones coming out this year. And um, we actually got one. And the wines are actually really good. Oh, shit. And they're so, not, it's not expensive at all. Yeah. It's like six. Six wines too. I think it's for like I don't know, like 40, 50 bucks or whatever. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah. So it's not. A lot and then of like, money. if you like, it, you get to buy the bottle or something. Yeah, or? if you like it, you can go buy bigger ones yeah, too. Right. And it comes in these like cool little vials, so it's not like a huge package or anything. It's just a really cool box. It's dope. Really great branding. They killed everything to it, and obviously um, during Thanksgiving, Christmas season, crush it. But if you don't want to get too drunk on wine, get these little singles. Vine box. Vine box. Wow. Don't hate on the wine, bro. So last time. This guy over here brought us um, seven leaves. I posted on my Instagram walking outside, right? And everybody yeah. was like, what's the hidden menu? What's the hidden menu? Drink, whatever. Okay. So, so for everybody that's listening, it's the Strawberry Passion. Run it's that. a non-menu item. Run that. Yeah. Okay. It's Sunset Passion. What's seven leaves? Seven oh. leaves is a, is, a, is a coffee and tea spot here. In, yeah. Well, oh, based shit. out of Southern California, but yeah. they just expanded. I haven't been. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like fire. your local boba spot. Okay. Kind oh, of. Sick. It's fire. Sick, it's More fire. known for the house coffee. Yeah. I'm yeah. down. Yeah. I'm yeah. Down. So Sunset Passion. Or strawberry passion. Strawberry passion. It's a mixed blend yeah. of both those. That, ha- half is. strawberry hibiscus, half sunset passion, fire. Wow. Fire. It's crack. I'm down. DMs everything's, went, everything's good. DMs went yeah. crazy. So yeah, next time bring me another there. drink. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah. I was just there earlier too. Yeah. Brought you. Yeah. When, when Melissa gets her like one one caffeine drink like a month for, for the pregnancy, she's like, let's go seven leaves. House coffee. Yeah, yeah. I'd be careful, man. That's that Vietnamese coffee is fucking yeah, yeah. Oh, wired, bro. Yeah. 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 I'll have you wired, bro. Oh, you brought it with you. Samples this time. No, no, no samples. No samples. It's empty. It's empty. But, but, but I was in a fucking pinch, man, on the way here. I was in meetings. I was in meetings before this, running late, stopped at a gas station. Found this. I was just gonna get a regular bullshit little protein shake, whatever, just yeah. to tide me over. It shows. You look great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, up that jersey pretty. This nice. is called Ripple. It's a protein shake, but it's pure plant protein. So oh. it's, it's pea protein. So and I don't it's coffee. And there's coffee in it. Coffee. Yeah. So yeah. I don't like the whey protein because all the dairy and shit. You get the protein farts. Nah. Yeah. So this coffee is, with protein. That's a lot. <laughs> no, no, that's I, don't happening. Get, I don't get protein farts. Yeah. So so this is just coffee <laughs> flavoring, and there's just a slight little ah. ad- additive of caffeine okay. from the coffee. Uh, but it's called Ripple Nutrition in the gas station. I'd say use a cup of coffee and a protein shake at once. Uh, nut free, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Last uh, not not sponsored, but can be sponsored for a nominal fee. Yeah, put yeah, it in there. Hold on. Maybe hold Ripple if you're if, if you're lucky. <laughs> All right, what do you got? What are you drinking? Man, so there's another local Vegas spirit company uh, sent me a bottle of the, their like spiced absinthe. It's called Wildfly. Ooh, sounds nice. fire. It's like a gin. I'm not an absinthe guy. This was unbelievable. It's like it, it's basically. If Fireball was ginger flavored and way more tasty than Fireball is. Wow, wow I love that. I, I love, love ginger. ginger. Yeah. Really, really good. I don't even know how to describe the flavor. It's that unique. It's very sweet alcohol. So like you do like do a little bit of that and soda or something. Oh, yeah. Um, or like make a Moscow mule with it and, and vodka. Like it's it's my new jam. I really, really like it. It's a local local kid started this company. What's it called? Uh, Wild Wildfly. Wildfly. Okay, yeah, yeah we'll look it up for sure. There you go. That's I like brand their branding is like uh Super Game of Thrones style, like okay. oh, I like fairy, that shit. Like fairy like game, yeah. yeah it's, it's really That's cool. It, it's it's really <laughs> yeah. on on point. Like unexpectedly amazing thing that I haven't tasted before. I respect anyone from Vegas trying to do liquor company. Absolutely, you man. know what I'm saying. That's just, for sure. Just saying, yeah. uh, all right, binge it for me. You know what I watched the other day too was uh, the Iron Cowboy documentary. The Iron Cowboy did 50 Ironmans in 50 days in 50 states. What? Absolutely ridiculous. This guy is a complete and utter machine. Superhero. Yeah, yeah. literally. What the fuck? Literally, unbelievable. He, so he, he broke the record for half marathons in a month. Then he broke the record for doing uh, 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 Ironmans in a month. Keep yeah. making me feel bad about my yeah. health, yeah, bro. Yeah, dude. Fuck. Bro, it was unbelievable. So this guy so this guy did 50 Ironmans in 50 states, traveling, logistics, the whole nine yards too, every single day. Ironman length. 
Okay, got in, it, got in, it, got in it. In each state, yeah. obviously, they weren't actual Ironman sure. races, so, but he did the Ironman length race in each state every single day for 50 days in a row. 50, 50, 50. That's, My legs will fall off. It's, yeah. it's on Amazon. It's crazy. It's like, like I could not believe what I was watching to see him, just, what he like accomplished, how he, how his body actually. Yeah, absolutely. No recovery it. time. Like, no, zero. Zero. <laughs> zero recovering time. And he was getting late at one time, too, and there was, there was times, too, where he had to make up time. So he did two Ironman length. Uh, races back to back with no sleep, so we could catch up on time. Oh, it's it like fifty miles on a bike. No, it's like uh, a, it's you swim like two miles, yeah, two point one miles. You bike like one hundred and fifteen miles, one hundred and fifteen miles, and then you run a full marathon, twenty six miles. Come on, bro! Every, Every day? day for fifty days. There's no way. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! It's on Amazon. Amazon Prime. Check right, it out. I, they, they call the Iron Cowboy. All right. Respect. Sick. So I just found this documentary this week on Netflix. It's called Song Exploder. It's like series of this guy who I guess he has a podcast and they, they found him that he kind of breaks down a song and goes what's like goes what's into the song. So basically he went to like Lin Manuel Miranda talked about Hamilton. There's a song that uh, called Wait for It and he literally breaks down the whole song with Lin and he goes how did what were like what were you doing when you started thinking about the lyrics in here and he goes to like the um, the the label and goes all right give me all the like the samples and he literally got like the samples he got the stems, the, stems all the stems of it yeah, yeah. yeah and he's like breaking it down and like he has like the audio of like Lumen Well on a fucking like uh uh on a train going to a party and he's like singing the song just so he remembers it later on but he gets all these little pieces um, that's and he cool breaks down the whole song so he does them or he does him he does uh Ty Dolla Sign it's the song L A he does Alicia Keys and he does R E M it's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, I'm obviously not in the music industry, and it was so cool to see I wanna check that all out. the steps. So, Song yeah. Exploder on Netflix. It just came out. Wow. Yeah, it's rad. Okay. Wow. I like that. Fuck me, dude. That yeah, was yeah. dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, new stuff come popping out. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm going to binge. Jeff sent it earlier to our group text. Uh, Sophia Franklin from Call Her Daddy. She got okay. it. The, the dynamic Call Her Daddy yeah. duo that split up. Sophia Franklin just launched her new podcast, Sophia with an F. Yeah, uh, by far the hotter of the two call her daddy girls, <laughs> uh, but not the smarter. But not the smarter one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. We'll yeah, see if this we'll pops off. It. It's already got fourteen thousand comments on her. Oh my god! On wow. her post. Yeah. So she's and back. she's great to look at. So I'm yeah, gonna well, binge it. I'll let you guys know how it is. Either right. way, either way, she's gonna win to this because of all the hoopla. That oh, one hundred percent. Everyone's daddy. tuning into it for, for sure. One hundred percent. We'll see if she talks about the drama on the time too. Yeah, we'll see. She has to do an episode on it. She has battle podcast battle. Oh man, so I, I have two. Is that allowed? Yeah, Let's go. Do whatever you want. Opposite opposite ends of the spectrum. Love it. Um, one, my mom growing up worked at a theme park in New Jersey called Action Park. There's a okay. new documentary about it called Class Action Park. Ooh. The story behind this park is it was a rich Wall Street guy who owned a ski resort and decided that they needed to monetize during the summer. So they built a water park. Um, it was a very popular water park on the East Coast. Everyone would go. They had thousands and thousands of people. And what he was known for is he'd create these rides like without consulting scientists or anything. <laughs> and there was no internet. And people would just like get hurt, die. Fly off. Fly off. Yeah, yeah. He built a looping slide, which is like not a thing <laughs> scientifically or physically. Like, when you just get, physics behind 50, it, 50 don't chance work. going and on. Would, and he would throw dummy dolls in and they'd come out discombobulated. And then he'd pay like people $100, like human kids, here's 100 bucks, give it a try. And like if they came out alive, he'd be like, cool, it's good to go. Yeah. And they were like lawsuits and tax fraud and all this shit. But what, what, what's so fascinating about this particular documentary called Class Action Lawsuit is that it could never exist in today's environment with the internet. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, without the no. internet, like, yeah, I told, sure. Yeah. Kids, kids would go, like, girls would flash their tits when they're, like, swinging off the Tarzan swing. Like, <laughs> yeah. they hired all 16-year-olds as lifeguards. It was just a disaster. Wild. But in the 80s, no one gave a fuck. Yeah, no one yeah. cares. Yeah. And, and nobody would find out. And <laughs> hearing, What's the worst that could happen? And just hearing, like, people's stories, like, they're all older now, but hear them, hearing them talk about this theme park that was basically an anything-goes clusterfuck is it was really, really funny. Where so was this at? Action Park was in Jersey. In Jersey. I saw the, the name of the documentary is called Class Action Class Park. Action. I saw it. it is so funny because the, the, they found really good commentators. They make fun of it. Like, the, they, it's just great. Just watch it. I can't it's wait. Awesome. It's, I'm going to watch it's that. It's not that sure. long of a documentary. What platform Get, is it? Um, I think it's Amazon. Okay, it gets well, a little boring in the second half. So they go through like more of the like factual stuff. But the first half of it is just hilarious. Mm -hmm. To think that this thing existed. And then you <laughs> just go out. Everyone is so politically correct today. But like these guys were like, people were like breaking their arms left and right. And like the one one ride, they like put a hamster ball in a slide. And it somehow like, 
it went off the end of the track and like ended up crossing a street and <laughs> yeah, <many dude. laughs> crossing go, the highway dude. and no one happened to hit it. Yeah, it. it's fucking crazy shit. So that's good. And then my other one is like my guilty pleasure uh, when I'm on my laptop at night and I'm getting some emails done. Love Island. Love, love Island. Island. Yeah, let's go, dude. Yeah, dude love the trash reality. Dude. I love the trash reality. Yo, shout out dude. to Love Island, just, though. And they just did it here in Vegas. Yeah, shout out to Love Island for doing it in Vegas. Yeah. I love every it. Every day that I was watching, I was like, I'm only 10 minutes away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me just hop on in there. Dude, we got to get one of those homies on here. Yeah, guest appearances. Yeah. We ought to. For we sure. can. We can. Yeah. I'll, I'll get one of them. Yeah. They're in the bubble. Yeah. yeah. They were in the bubble. Yeah. Once they, they, were in, they were in Love, in love Island bubble. Love it. Drew's the king of trash reality. I'm selling Sunset. Oh, dude, let's, let's go, dude. Hey, all the trash. Give me all the fucking trash. Give me some other trash. Like, I, I'm actually new to trash television. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll formulate a nice little list. Yeah, yeah. We'll say, yeah. He crushes it every week. Bachelor's like not as much my thing. Like, Love Island to me is like way no, better. No, see, I got forced to watch The Bachelor because my chick, but other than that, I don't like The Bachelor. No, no, no. There's no, way better no. trash. Love Island. Love Island, the trash. Selling Sunset, the trash. It's the new age trash. It's getting better. I, I, yeah, I, I just trash. want, I, I love when I watch trash. I love like watching how fucking dumb people oh, are. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. horrible. They're and the worst. Bachelor like, like has a little bit of that, but like Love Island is oh, just stupid. They dive in. Mess. They dive I in. love it. And then you get addicted to the trash and you just want more. Feed me the fucking trash. Yeah, you want to look away, but you're one eye's like, come on. Trash. He's going to trash. Awesome episode, man. Thank you for coming on, Blau. Thanks for having me. Seriously, yeah, appreciate, appreciate it. it. Enjoy. Uh, shout out to Chris Provino. For putting hey, us all together here. Yeah, love you, Chris. Yeah, we, ha we have an audience here today. It's been awesome. Guys, check us out at the Residency Pod on Instagram. Make sure you subscribe. Give us those five stars on Apple. Skyrocketing through the charts, as always, on Entertainment News. So keep doing those reviews. If you can, give us five stars and write on it, too. Five stars. Uh, 100%. Five stars. Five the whole stars. time. Uh, we appreciate you. See us next time. Let's go. Peace. We're done, dude. Thank awesome. you.